This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is one of your hosts, Melanie Wise. I'm the Senior Director of Outreach here at Mercy. And I am Dr. Brooke Keels, the Senior Director of Counseling and Program Strategy at Mercy. And hey guys, I'm Rachel Thomas, the Podcast Coordinator and Content Specialist. And we are pumped to be back this month with a series, I say series, it's a short series, but a two-part series um, from one of our favorites. And if you're thinking, you know, John Townsend, then you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Henry Cloud, John Townsend, Boundaries, um, one of our absolute favorites. And it will include Boundaries, but we are actually not talking about that specific book today. Uh, We are going to be talking about his newer book uh, called People Fuel. And Brooke is actually the one that brought this to our attention a while ago, but I just recently started digging into it. And guys... We say this a lot with the books that we bring to the table. It is so good. It is so good. And I think it's, especially with everything that's gone in the last, gone on in the last year, it's so refreshing um, and it, it will energize you. At least it's energized me. And so if you're going, okay, well, cool. What's it about? <laughs> we are talking about relationships. And if you've been around Mercy Long, you know that we value and uh, preach here about the importance of relationships. Uh, But I think it's so easy, especially as we help other people and we're diving into our callings and we're running in our lane, we can get really, uh, I don't know if distracted is the right word, but we can get really busy thinking that because we're around a lot of people that we're in relationships, we can think, oh yeah, you know, like I've got all the people I'm leading a keys to freedom study with. And I've got, you know, my, you know, other group that I'm serving with and, you know, all of these different things. And we don't take a minute to stop and go, okay, but where, where in these relationships am I having a chance to be refueled myself rather than just pouring out? And I think that that will be very key as we move forward here. So um, as we kind of kick this thing off, just wanted to, (laughs) read this verse real quick. And this is Proverbs 18, one, and it says a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire and he rages against all wise judgment. And I say that, well, no light, no I light. I never really it. think about that scripture, but like <laughs> raging against wise judgment. That's a strong. It's, 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 it's heavy. I don't want to do that. I was really, <laughs> it was not one of the lighter verses, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, but we right. talk about here all the time, even with our mercy grads that, you know, when they leave the stay-ins, in fact, a, you know, two of the key stay-ins involve relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. And that if you, not just if you want to be, um, of course, if you want to be, uh, successful or go far in life. Yes, relationships are important, but let's just get to the basics. Like if you want to be a healthy functioning human, you need relationships in your life. So that's kind of where we are going in these next two weeks, this week and next week, and specifically what kind of relationship relationships are going to help do that. Which by the way, if people don't know what you're talking about with those stay-ins, y'all, we have four stay-ins that we tell our graduates from our program, like 
these are going to be vitally important for you to continue to walk out your freedom. And two of the four have to do with relationships. <laughs> right. So 50% of what we're telling that, yeah. I mean, the other are stay in the word and stay in prayer, but like, then it's about the people that you are in a relationship with. And I mean, anybody probably over the age of 10 <laughs> yeah. would say that the people that you surround yourself have a massive effect on your overall health. And so, yeah, I yes. think it'll be, it'll be a good conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. And I think that um, it's funny that you bring up Proverbs 18, one, because it says a man who isolates himself when we're all like, but that's what we've been doing for <laughs> a year. It was the um, law. Yeah. yeah. It was the law. <laughs> I feel like some people are like, why, why are we talking about relationships right now? I'm trying to stay away from them. Um, but I think that it's incredibly important now more than ever, um, you know, that we understand the importance of healthy relationships and the impact that it has that we've had this last year to really kind of take note and see, you know, like we've talked about what's good, what isn't, um, what needs to be um, brought to a place of health, what needs to be watered, what needs to die <laughs> and mm. burn. Um, that's very dramatic, but <laughs> no, you know, burn. It's all sometimes, right. sometimes it does. you got to burn stuff. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, we want to begin this podcast um, that isolation itself. And I mean, I'm just speaking from a counseling perspective too. No one no one that's living their best healthy life is like, I'm, I is I'm living my best life isolated. Right. right. And we're not talking about introvert, extrovert. Okay. We're not talking about that you get away and get your time to refresh. You know, that's not what we're saying. Um, but isolation is very, very different than solitude. Isolation Mm -hmm. is what's going to really draw you inward into yourself. Um, and away from others while solitude is like a time to retreat and rest, uh, listen to God kind of, you know, and actually connect with the Lord, which is funny. You say our four stands to of relationship will really stay in the word and staying in prayer. It's really just relationship with God. So it's just kind of That's all good. about, That's fine. yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. No, I just like, I, when you were saying that, I'm like, I mean, it's so it's all, it's, about all, it's all about it. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, but I think it's really important too. like when you isolation and y'all know this, man, you get alone with your thoughts and you're oh. not doing well guess what? That's not great. Not good. <laughs> it's not going to end well. Don't do it. Okay. So it's one thing to self-reflect. It's another thing to be in a place of anxiety and just start thinking things and, and getting, it just eats itself alive. You know, the, it just doesn't end well. And so we need other people to help pull us out of that, to, to bounce ideas and thoughts off of, you know, we, we have to be intentional with that time. And, you know, isolation is where the enemy can meet us and say all kinds of things. And mm-hmm. if we're not in a healthy enough place to, to speak truth, which you're probably not, if you're trying to isolate, you know, then it's just you and the words of the enemy. Mm-hmm. And that's again, never good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, just wanting to kind of explain that out, explain that that God does not have us living our life as lone rangers, mm-hmm. you know, he just doesn't. And so, um, I think I love that you just even pointed out like your exact words where you're not living your best life because I I think that there are absolutely people out there that are like I hear what you're saying I really am fine. Right. Like I'm really fine. I don't need it. And and here's the thing. You might be fine. Um but like I even think about when I've talked to people who are like I don't like vulnerability. I don't want to be vulnerable. 
And I'm like, okay, like nobody's making, you know, you don't have to be vulnerable, but let me just tell you that once you get a taste of a healthy, vulnerable, real relationship, you'll never go back. Cause you're like, yeah. whoa, the fullness that you experience through those kinds of relationships. Like once you get a taste of it, you're kind of ruined. And I mean, in, in the best possible way. Right. And so it's like, I love that you pointed out, you're not living your best life. If you're not, if you don't, if you're living in that kind of place of isolation and also you don't know when the day is coming for you no. that you're going to sure wish you had some of those relationships. Like, yeah, I know, I'm not going to talk about my life all the time on here, y'all, but like just with what, with what I've been walking through lately with the yeah. loss of family members and stuff, I have been so thankful for the relationships and mm. friendships that I've had and that I've been pouring into and that have been pouring into me for years because when the day comes yeah, and that, and that you have nothing to give and you just need a lot from people, like you will be so grateful that you have fostered those kinds of relationships in your life. So you may think you don't need them now, but you have no idea when the day's going to come that you're really going to wish you had spent that intentional time Um creating those. So I'll get off yeah. the soapbox. No, it's good. Well, that just leads to the thing. And, and if we get this going about John Townsend, which is always <laughs> my favorite topic. Um, but what he calls in the book is relational nutrients. Mm. Um, and you know, which is maybe the like cheesiest counselor thing ever, but it just <laughs> is what it is. Like you have to have these things. So just like, you know, healthy food nourishes us being around the right people who challenge, encourage, support, um, and help us grow and, and thrive in life. And especially with, in our walk with the Lord, um, you know, and, and that we're able to in turn do that for others. Like it is a back yeah. and forth thing, you know, that we, we have people that feed us and that we are able to, to respond in kind. Um, and in Proverbs eleven twenty five it says those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. And, you know, I say that within the context of out of the overflow that we're not meeting uh, insecure needs right. by meeting other people's needs. I just <laughs> throwing that out there. Um, yes. But yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I, I love that we're talking about this because it is so important. And it's a place that you have to be intentional. You have mm -hmm. to like sometimes people aren't easy. So but mm -hmm. we we need it. It's important. So there you go. Yeah. Good girl. It's it's also kind of making me think back to the questions that we asked at the beginning of the year and that we encouraged um, you all to ask as you're just kind of looking at 2021. And one of the things was just about kind of, I don't remember exactly how we worded it, but the concept was like, what drains you and what gives you life? And I think that's a fantastic question to ask when it comes to your close relationships. Like, do I have relationships in my life that are building me up, that are encouraging me, that are giving me life? Do I have relationships in my life that are completely draining me? Um, do I have just people that just tend to be a negative influence that just pull me down, you know, and do I have some that don't? I think it's good to ask both questions. And in saying that, I know some of you out there are like, but we're supposed to love the unlovable or, you know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not saying you can't have relationships where you are doing a lot of the pouring in. Right. Like that's, we're not saying you can't do that. We're not saying only be friends with people who benefit you. <laughs> like right, right. that's not what we're saying, but we are saying that, and we'll get into more of this but in the have next a couple. Like have you have to, yes. I think like, it might be the next show where we're going to talk about 
um, I can't remember the term he uses, but like having that core inner circle of people, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like what we say at, um, at Empower, we're like, you need to have some friendships in your life where you are, you don't always have to be the strong one. Yeah. Where like, as I just mentioned, I am so thankful in this season of my life that I have friendships that do not need me right now, yeah. that they are just pouring into me, that they are just giving me life, that they are serving me in practical ways, but more than anything, mentally and emotionally, I'm so thankful. And if I didn't have those right now, I would literally be dying. Like, I just don't know how I would be surviving this season if I didn't have those kind of friendships. So we're not saying only have those friendships because you can serve and you can pour out. But at the same time, we're, you know, watch out for that savior complex. Watch out for that. I'm just here to serve and give and serve and give and pour out and pour out and pour out and pour out. Because like you said, Brooke, it's out of the overflow that you are actually able to do that in a healthy and effective, um, effective way. So, yeah. and you, and you can't have an overflow unless you have a couple of relationships that Absolutely. are, that are yeah. giving to you as well, Absolutely. which I will say, if all of your relationships are giving to you, I need to hang out with you because if you can find that many people, right. then well done. So <laughs> <laughs> bravo, bravo. either that, or maybe evaluate what you're asking of people. Right. <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure that he said, y'all correct me if I'm wrong. Like this is kind of talking I mean this is thinking forward into what we're going to talk about next time but like three to ten people I think three is what he 10. recommends like three to ten if you want some specifics yeah yeah I mean it's kind of a wide range but not I mean you can find somewhere in there in seasons of life are you just thankful for one yeah you know yeah. I think especially if you're in a helping profession or in ministry you know or like that like it's sometimes it is tough to just find Mm -hmm. find the one and if you've Mm -hmm. got the one that's great and please get more so they can also you know (laughs) but yeah yeah but you have to work at it so right anyway right no that's cutting you off (laughs) no no I was dying I was actually laughing because Brooke was like actually there's no overflow if you're not getting filled up at all and I'm laughing because I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this but like you know, when, when you are, when you have that savior complex, you never realize in the moment you're having it. So of course you think you're the exception to the rule. Like, Oh no, I can, I mean, I'm just such a servant's heart. Like this is my calling. You know, I mean, I've, I've heard it all because I've probably thought it all. And, and especially working at a church, you kind of get in this, this place of like, okay, this is our call in, in life. And we need to be martyrs for Jesus kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so you forget, I mean, man, I'm so convicted right now. Oh man. I think just thinking of all the times, but you start getting really good at preaching this to other people mm-hmm. and not following it yourself. And mm-hmm. obviously number one, it's so incredibly hypocritical um, and prideful. I mean, it's, you know, it's hiding underneath the surface there, but, but, but the weariness and burnout that is awaiting you down the road is very real. I mean, that that is just a matter of time. So you can say that, you know, bless you, like you don't need anybody else or that you're fine and, you know, whatever. And here's the other thing I thought was interesting. Feel free to hop in on this thought too, y'all, but Townsend encourages you to find somebody that is not either your spouse Mm -hmm. or a close family member. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really key because yes, there have been times, I mean, please tell me, like, I know at first that might offend at first I was like, but, but I want to go to my husband with these things or like, you know, we're, we're in this together, but 
I also know those moments when, you know, the roles have been reversed and, and you're like, I need you to be in a healthy relationship yes. with others. Because what if the day comes that either something happens to me or just even like, I mean, you know, life and, and you're just, I don't know if there's any other okay. of wisdom there. I thought that was really Uh-oh. cool. Okay. Brooke's got that look in her face. Brooke, she's like, all right, I got I'm some like, stuff to say. <laughs> podcast is now changing. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I, it is. It is. I love that he puts that in there. And that's one of my favorite things about him too, is just the intentionality and how he addresses like at a basic level, like yeah. just from, and, and I really will not go too far down this road. Give me 15 seconds, but your spouse and your family members see you in a light that your friends don't, yeah. right? Your yeah. spouse has to deal with you later. That's, okay. Your spouse has to, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Or they yes. have a perspective that when they give you advice and look, I'm just going to tell you, Scott is my greatest confidant. He knows me better than anyone else. Sure. Right. He does. So like, right. it's not that you don't have like that place to talk about right, you know, right. it with your spouse. He holds me accountable. He does a, a wonderful job of that. Okay. However, anything he says to me is going to be within the context of, I still have to talk to you later tonight, or Mm -hmm. I still have to like, if I bring anything up, where's this going to go? Like, Mm -hmm. or he, it may be an area that, that bothers him about me. Mm -hmm. Right. Like there have been times that he's been walking in, like figuring out things that, I mean, I know this is a shock that I rub him (laughs) the wrong way on occasion. Um, (laughs) But there are things where my friends actually see this as a positive thing. And I have to reconcile like how my life in my friendships is not the same as with my spouse or with my business or with my, you know, and so you have to have those varying perspectives and ultimately it is up to you and the Lord to filter those out. And I think it's also important for your spouse. And then the other side of like, if it's a family member and all that, it's great when someone's known you that long and they can speak life into you, but they can't be the only ones. They're too yeah. close to it. It has to be other, both. It's both. Yeah, you've got I to mean, have other, other yes. systems, right? That are yeah, other yes. other places that you exist that speak into it. Um, yes. So anyway, okay, I'm going to stop now. No, that, that's was, so, that was it. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping there was going to be a preaching moment, you know? Like, sorry. I felt, I'm not, I felt I'm like, sorry. no, it was just, it was so good. It, that was, and that was very clarifying. So, I think at the end of the day, what the question here is, we need to be willing to ask ourselves, even in the midst of where we're serving and working with people, are we emotionally isolated? And Mm -hmm. that is a very um, humbling question to consider that you could be surrounded and helping a lot of people and, (laughs) you know, closed, closed off. So in the book, he talks about the tree analogy, which we love a tree analogy. We, we have one and we utilize one <laughs> quite, quite often. Um, so this is going to be slightly different in the way he uses it, but it's still the fundamentals are the same in, the, in terms of, you know, the roots determine the fruit. So mm-hmm. what's happening underneath is going to determine what we see. We all want healthy fruit, um, but you also have to have a healthy trunk. And he calls that what delivers the nutrients. Um, and in the book, he describes that trunk as the trunk of character, basically meaning that it's all the capacities we need to, to meet the demands of reality. So we're going to touch on these just real quickly. And just a quick reminder, this all comes back to relationships. I know at first you may think, well, how how would I get that in a relationship? But just know you were never meant um to get these fully without being in in a relationship. Like you can try to have, we'll talk about, you know, facing reality and capability on your own, but that works best when you're with doing it with other people and other yes. people are helping. 
Mercy Multiplied exists to provide opportunities for all to experience God's unconditional love, forgiveness, and life-transforming power. Our residential program is for women ages 13 to 32, and our outpatient services are for women ages 13 and older. Both programs are voluntary, biblically-based, and completely free of charge. Our goal is to help women in our programs permanently stop destructive cycles, discover purposes for their lives, and experience God's unconditional love, forgiveness, and life-transforming power. If you or someone you know would like to apply to one of our programs or you'd simply like to find out more information, you can start by heading to our website at mercymultiplied.com. The first one we're going to talk about is just bonding, and that's the ability to build great relationships and be vulnerable, which Melanie already mentioned, and it's one of my favorite things to hear her talk about in her story. Um, But how are you sharing your hurts, your fears, your dreams, excuse me, and expectations and in your relationship? And are you building trust with them? So, of course, this involves some risk because there could be rejection in there, but there is no intimacy in relationships without the exposure of the real you, without that moment of saying, here I am, like, this is me, I'm being vulnerable, and um, (laughs) are you going to stay or leave, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So over time through trust, that can lead to bonding in our relationships. And the second, one of our favorite words, boundaries. And that's the ability to say no and how to have a voice. Uh, You know, again, we're huge fans of this, but they're actually a big part of knowing what we're responsible for. So our boundaries, knowing what we need to cultivate ownership over. So they help us exercise our no muscle and be good stewards of what God has given us. So our family, our jobs, our finances, you know, if you're in ministry, you know that oftentimes your family can be sacrificed on the altar of someone else's family. But if you know your boundaries, if you know, oh, wait, this is mine to, to, to safeguard and to have ownership over, I'm responsible for my family, that helps in knowing when to say no and when to cultivate that boundary. And again, those boundaries help set limits and just prevent burnout over time because inevitably those that we love the most will pay the price if we don't, uh, cultivate good boundaries. <laughs> yeah. <And> yes. <laughs> correct. Boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and I probably should have mentioned this before, but I think it's in um it, it, look, y'all know I am not a theologian, okay? So I think this is correct. But in Leviticus it talks about I think one of the Whoa. five sacrifices is the fellowship one. I did not and expect so, you to say Leviticus. I didn't either. Yeah. You never know. You never know what's coming out. Uh-huh. <laughs> But, but it talks about the, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure somebody email me and shame me. No I'm one's going to know. No one's going to know. Okay. <laughs> but it does, it talks about the five sacrifices and it's like, you know, a burnt offering and like the other ones. And then one of them is fellowship. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so kind of realizing that like being in fellowship with others is not always, it's not easy. It requires mm-hmm. intentionality and sometimes a sacrifice. And we're not talking about something unhealthy. And clearly John Townsend isn't either. Right. And and I think going back to what you mentioned, Rachel, is that, you know, kind of like you realize the hypocrisy that we sometimes live in. We're like everyone be in relationship. And then we realize we're emotionally isolated. Right. But I think part of it is that we don't actually know how to be in relationship. Mm-hmm. And so that's good that's what I love about this book and what it teaches. Um, and, and kind of connecting that back, the next two components that he talks about of the healthy trunk is the reality and the capability that you referenced, Mm. you know, and reality is basically 
your resilience. Like, how do you actually evaluate what is really happening in life versus what we really want to be happening or our delusional dream, um, (laughs) you know, and not being held hostage to perfectionism. Uh, This has been a great year of a lot of people realizing that what we thought to be true, that you could go get toilet paper when you wanted to may not be the case. (laughs) Okay. And so the things that we kind of take for granted. And so being able to actually, you know, have resilience, which I kind of, you know, can call grit or whatever, which is okay, wait, this is what we're in. This is the situation as it is. Now, what do we do about it? And you can imagine functioning in reality does not tend to happen if you were in your own head, as I referenced before, right? Reality doesn't happen in isolation. And we need other people to speak to us about that. Hey, what are you seeing in this situation? What is, you know, what is my part? What is their part? What am I carrying? What am I not supposed to be carrying? You've got to be able to do that through healthy conversation and evaluation with other people that you trust. Um, And the next one is so important is capability. Um, and it's just essential to like us being in our calling. Frankly, our calling is just followers of Christ, you know, and, and our capability is, is capability. Let's try that is knowing, um, who we are and where God has us in our mission. Um, and when we know who we are in Christ, right, then we can boldly live out our dreams. We can boldly live out our calling. However, Okay. How often does that get off track, right? Mm-hmm. When we first step into our calling, sometimes if, if you've ever done that, I know for me, sometimes what my calling is, I want to pretend it's not. And you have to have people remind you, nope, this is it. Stay in mm-hmm. it. You know, but how, I mean, your calling is not always like, I know right where I'm supposed to be all the time, right? Usually that's kind of the beginning of it, but we have to be in relationship with other people to help feed that place of capability, to help encourage us. No, you are what I've seen in you. You know, this, this actually happened a couple of weeks ago. Um, Somebody started a new job and I was like, this is the best I have seen them look in years. Wow. Mm -hmm. In years. Right. Like that matters when your countenance, your physical appearance changes when you quit a job and you're starting a new job like that shows like hey like it was time to do something different and and being able to speak into someone and go I'm so excited for you because I see how different like we don't pay attention to that you know and so the person was like oh okay like that you know just was able to have like a settling in their heart but that all comes out of relationship with each other um you know and so I know that's just kind of on the surface but but if, if we're not talking about where do you see me growing, where do you see that I need to continue to grow um, mm-hmm. in my calling, like it's just that bouncing of ideas off of one another. And I think I've said that a couple of times, so I don't need, mean to repeat myself. It's just really, really valuable mm-hmm. um, and having that healthy trunk and belief system about who we are, what we do, and and are we in the place that we think we're in, i.e. reality. So mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, okay. So like with this whole um, tree analogy that he uses specifically in this book, mm-hmm. that trunk was, was what he called the trunk of character. And it had those four oh, yeah. pieces yeah, that yeah, you yeah. guys, um, well, but it was funny. I'm like, no belief system is a big part of all that. So yeah. those four things that you guys mentioned was bonding boundaries, reality, or as you said, like resilience and then capability yeah. And I love it because he's like this, these are the things that you need foundationally to be just a healthy human being and to be able to handle life really well. Mm-hmm. And, and as you guys have already pointed out, 
relationships play a key role in you in you developing in those four areas. Exactly. I mean, I, can, I look at all four of those and I'm like, you can't, you can't develop in any of those areas in isolation or without relationships. So um, I love how it's like, yes, this is what you need to be healthy and you need relationships to get there. Yeah. Um, and he kind of goes even further into that with the, the root system for him. And it's kind of weird because all we talk about is our root system and our trunk and our analogy. And I'm like, oh, it's a different root system. But so his is where he talks about there's three main areas that provide nutrients to the tree and that kind of run up to that trunk of character, if you will. Um, and those three nutrients are grace, truth, and time. And I remember there's a different book that he, wait, maybe it was Henry Cloud. Now I don't remember. That's okay. Which one? There's another book. It's blue. Uh... <laughs> Changes that heal is the book yes. title. Oh, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. really dive into these three areas um, of grace, truth, and time. And I love hearing it kind of from, again, from this context of relationships. So grace is important. And we're talking about grace that you receive from the Lord, but also grace that you receive from other people in your life. When you know, and you know that you know that you know that those people are for you. Um, You know, so that's a great question. It's like, who who is in your life that you know is for you? Um, and, and those are the kind of people that, you know, maybe are not going to withhold being honest or giving you hard truths when they're needed. Um, but at the end of the day, it's all because they are being driven by, by their heart for you. Um, and that they even would want more for you than they want from you, which is like, whoa, that's, that's actually connecting to myself actually. Um, (laughs) And so that's like, that's a relationship where you don't have to hide. You don't have to pretend to be someone else. You don't have to pretend like you have it all together. Um, But like, you really can just be fully you. Yeah. The pretty stuff and the not pretty stuff. (laughs) So that is when, when you, again, it's like, how am I going to ever experience genuine grace in a relationship if I'm never really being fully me in that relationship? Mm. So like, who are those people in my life that I can be fully me, the good, the bad, and the ugly, uh, because those are important relationships, Um, but also truth. So this is just like, this can be anything from just data, information, uh, truth from scripture. This can even just be feedback from other people, but this is really talking about what is it that I am taking in um, how am I, as we always talk about at mercy, like, how am I, you know, what's going on in my mind? How am I renewing my mind? Am I taking in things that are true, that are, um, edifying, that are pure, noble, you know, there's that scripture again. I don't know where that is either, but it's a good one, you know, but really thinking about like, what am I taking in and what people are pouring those things into my life that are good and pure and noble and, and, and edifying. Um, And then, and sometimes that does involve stuff that isn't fun to hear. I remember how important they emphasized time in the other book that I was referencing. Um, And it it seems really obvious, but this stuff, it just takes time to grow. It takes time to grow these relationships that we're talking about. And therefore it takes time to grow in all of these different areas of our life. And so you have to have all three. It's grace and truth, but it's those things over the course of time. Mm -hmm. So you know, that, that's just something, that's a piece of that, that you have to realize this stuff doesn't happen overnight. These types of relationships do not happen overnight. The ones that I can look at in my life that I say really are characterized by what we're describing. I'm like, man, that was years. That was like years where that got to that place in that relationship. Um, And so, you know, it's kind of like, 
don't grow weary. <laughs> like yeah. don't grow weary in that process, but just continue and believe that as those three things are working together, um, you're just going to become that much more healthy and whole. You know, when people get frustrated, when it takes them a while to like, you know, this is something I've been dealing with for a long time or whatever it is, I will say there is a tendency and I'm totally talking about myself um, to <laughs> try and figure it out on your own. You know, most of the things that we are still dealing with over and over and over is because we have not let other people in on that. Mm. Like I have been a counselor to so many people who they're like, I've dealt with this for years. They come to counseling and it's like less than six months. They figured it out. Now, look, I'm very good at what I do. However, I'm not that good that someone's lifetime of issues just turns around. Most of the time it is purely just because. They have someone else to bounce these ideas off of, to give a different perspective, to reframe some thoughts, you know, and I just think about like, you know, I don't know if y'all ever think about this, but I don't like bridges that much. Um, I just feel like there's a lot of, a lot of things that need to go right to make that work. (laughs) Um, And so, but thinking about those, like if it was one really genius engineer building a bridge by himself, like I'm not here for that. I need the guy that knows how to pour the concrete and that's all he knows how to do. Okay. And I need the guy that knows how to do other things that happen on bridges. Yes. Rebarb. (laughs) I don't know, but I'm just saying like, (laughs) but you need the group of people to build this massive thing. Right. And I don't know if y'all have ever driven across like Pontchartrain. I was just about to say that. That's right. Oh my God. So if you want to feel trapped and uncomfortable and grow in your relationship with the Lord, (laughs) drive across that a few times. But I'm just saying like there were, you know, a lot of Louisiana men and women had to come together (laughs) to create that thing. And only, only because there was a group of people did it happen in I'm sure relatively slow fashion because Louisiana, but anywhere else would have been very quick. Um, I'm just kidding. But, you know, I just think we need, we need people to help us build these huge things in our lives and, and navigate them. Um, and most of the, so that would just be my side note to that. Like most Mm -hmm. of the things, if it seems like it's taking forever, I would just evaluate, is that because I've actually never let anybody really speak into this? Um, so, so. yeah. And, and, and a lot of times I do think it can really require an invitation. I mean, I'm personally kind of like even just convicted by the fact that like, and I'm always convicted by this because it's just something that I struggle with. Like, am I someone who will share hard truths with people um, or am I so concerned about potentially hurting people or, you know, stepping on toes that I will withhold truth? Yeah. But the people that I have, that I have been given permission to speak truth into. Right. Um, and so it's just an area of growth for me. Cause it's like, I need these relationships in my life, but I want to be the kind of person that offers yeah. this to people. And so um, that's good. So anyway, but with that being said, you know, one little side note to your side note is that, you know, another piece of this can be counseling y'all. I mean, we talk about this and so it's like, there is a time and a place. And for me, it tends to be just all the time. The counseling is just a really helpful additional relationship. It's not a replacement for the relationships that we're right. talking about. Okay. Okay. Your counselor but does it, not want to be your friend. No. <laughs> and if they say they are, you should find a new one. That's yes. another um, podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh but, but it's, it can be a, fantastic enhancement to these things because I mean counselors are like paid money to do the things that we're talking about doing it's just that theirs is going to come from another unique perspective as someone who probably doesn't have a lot of history with you 
um, or just has it just, it's just going to be a unique perspective. And sometimes I need someone who is like kind of outside of my life at some level yes. to speak into it like that. So just a side note on there that a, a, a relationship that can be very beneficial to you in all these areas is a counselor. So, yeah. Especially if you don't know where to start. I yeah. mean, that's one of my favorite things to do with people is they generally know what they want. It's just, let's see how, how can we get it going? Like, how mm-hmm. can we get this started? You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. That's okay. good. All right. Yeah. Brooke, you got some takeaways for us? I do. I'm going to wrap this up. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I don't know, like, like you referenced, um, Rachel, just, I mean, this is easy to preach, uh, and easy to forget for our own selves. <laughs> so especially if we don't have anybody in our life holding us accountable, yeah. um, it's very easy to do that. And so, you know, I just think, um, again, I hope this is something that, that you find very valuable. Pick up the book. Like he just does mm-hmm. such a beautiful job of spelling it out. Yeah. Um, and as you mentioned, Melanie, like they've, they've explored so many different ideas in several of their books. I feel like when you read them, it just continuously gets reinforced. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and they're not the same, like mm-hmm. they're not the same book. So yeah. if you ever hear us, oh, it's in this one and this one too, mm-hmm. like it's actually different perspectives. Yep, you and, need to read them all. Read them That's all. right. And right. so, but for our, you know, uh, pragmatic takeaways today, <laughs> I'm saying a word different than practical. I know, I love that. Um, yeah. So <laughs> it's really for you to ask yourself, you know, we want to challenge you get alone with the Lord and ask yourself, when was the last time that you had a consistent relationship in your life that provided grace and truth? Um, and, and this is a person that you could also be vulnerable with. And, you know, in the book, John Townsend encourages this to be someone again, other than a spouse or a parent, right. That will provide honest feedback. So when was the last time I'm going to say that again, that you were with someone that was not your spouse or your parent, or family member, and let's just go ahead and say all blood relations, um, you know, um, that you've had a consistent relationship in your life that provided grace, truth, and you could be vulnerable with them as well. And the second is where have you fallen prey to a savior slash Messiah complex and forsaken your own um, need for growth and rest? And, and I want to be clear, we're not trying to diagnose you, right? There's nothing wrong. It just so easily happens, especially if you serve um, others, if you are in the ministry, if you are in a helping profession, it's just all of a sudden everyone around you needs your help and you get really good at it. You mm-hmm. get really good at it. But if we're not allowing other people to pour us in, we're probably not really mm-hmm. leaning on the Lord to fill us up either because he uses other people mm-hmm. as a means to do that. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so just, you know, get away with the Lord, see what comes up. If you want to share with us, we always appreciate it and know that we are also going to do these take questions for ourselves. I mean, I like what you said about just the accountability piece to that. If you're like, I have none. Yeah. Then just find somebody who cares even a little bit about you and just say, okay, this is something I have got to start doing in my life. And every two weeks, I want you to ask me how it's going. Or maybe you just have one of those friendships and you realize that you need more of them. Trust me, whoever that one person is, is probably like, yeah, you need more of them because I am your only friend, you know? So just tell them, just say, I need more relationships in my life that are pouring into me in this way. Ask me every, I don't know why I'm thinking two weeks. It feels like a good amount of time. Just ask me frequently how I'm doing and how I'm being intentional in those areas. Because if you don't, yeah. yeah. And if you don't have any of that, 
or even if you do, go to counseling. That's what we're leaving you with today. <laughs> Says the counselor. <laughs> good. Well, next week we will actually dive into that. So we're going to talk about what these people, um, what what commonalities these people have. Like, what do they have in common? What are some of the traits that you would look for? And specifically, yeah. what's an easy like way to go out and find them? And I promise, just I mean, gosh, I'm just flashback to times when I did this myself, like Brooke mentioned a second ago, it's so easy to fall prey to that savior complex. But I promise you the adrenaline high you get on helping others. I'm working with the youth group, speaking from personal experience. It only lasts so long. Um, (laughs) It it tapers out really quickly. And then it's matched by the lowest of lows. (laughs) That's right. It's attached by the lowest of lows. And then you gotta go get it again. And, um, and that's not being in a healthy place. That's not being refilled, y'all. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Side note, too, about this book. This actually yes. addresses personal and professional relationships. That's mm. another thing I love Thank about you. this book. Yes. Um, so side note, if you're just like, yes. I feel like my personal stuff's good, but maybe business, like he, he, it's really, really well thought out that way too. Yes. So, okay. Now you can, now no, we can girl. go. You're, Sorry. You're so good. I'm glad you said it. Cause it's, it's so true. So if you think, oh, I'm good in one. Oh, don't worry. He went there too. Uh, So make sure that you join us next week. We're going to talk about the who, who are these people and where can you find them? (laughs) So we'll see you next time here on Mercy Talk. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.